listening to The Journey Podcast. The Journey is a college and young adult ministry of South Crest Baptist Church. We hope this podcast helps you find your greatest pleasure and purpose in Jesus. How's everybody doing? Man, it's good to see y'all. I missed y'all last week, but I know Brian did an awesome job. I'm excited to be with you tonight and start our new series uh, called, it's, I still can't decide if it's, it's complicated or it's not that complicated. Either way, it's on dating, so that's what matters, right? Now, again, good to be with y'all. I remember uh, probably about, by the way, for the first time this whole semester, my wife gets to be with us tonight. Everybody say, what's up, Lauren? Yeah. So hot, so amazing. <laughs> Just creep everybody out tonight. Um, Man, by the way, I kind of say it's so much more, uh, not maybe fun, but it's so much more nice to do this kind of series with college students. Because if you try to talk about anything remotely about dating with middle school students, which I used to be a middle school pastor here, it just always ends up going bad because it's just super awkward. So I appreciate that we can talk about this in an adult-like manner. Anyways, I remember probably we had our babies back in February and probably about... Uh, the fourth or fifth day of being home, I remember it was about 2, p, uh, no, 2 a.m., excuse me, about 2 a.m., and for, well, this is a really bad idea, but for a while, a couple nights, Lauren and I tried doing shifts where one of us would go and feed the babies, but because there's twins, it's just a bad idea to try to feed both of them at the same time as one person at 2 a.m. And so I remember I was out on the couch and uh, trying to feed both of them at the same time, which wasn't going well because one of them was always screaming, and Duval, our dog, uh, who used to come to worship, but then he barked and ran around during worship, so he doesn't come to worship anymore. But anyways, Duval was sitting over, he was laying over on the ottoman, and they're screaming, screaming, screaming. I'm trying my best. I'm kind of losing my mind. And Duval uh, lifts his head up, looks at me, goes, Ugh, puts his head down, and no lie, covers his eyes with his paws. Like, what is happening right now? Like, this is not what I thought it would be. We always joked that he was going to be the best big brother, which he is, but he's going to be the best big brother to these babies and love them so well. And I think his initial reaction was like, what on earth is happening? And I think some of y'all would resonate with the idea of you feel that way about dating sometimes. Like you get in a relationship, maybe you start to approach even thinking about dating, and it's kind of just like, what am I getting myself into? Anybody, don't have to raise your hand, but give me a little head nod. Been there, kind of felt that tension before. Um, some of you, if you were to, t- to describe your relationship, or if you were to describe your idea of dating, it would be like my papa trying to describe, he was an aeronautical engineer, it would be like him describing that to me. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about, right? Like, you're making this so complicated. I think some of you, that's maybe your view of dating, or maybe even how your relationships have gone, that it's so, so complicated that it's, you can't even really describe, it doesn't make sense. You're having to make up words to try to describe your relationship, right? Um, Others of you just feel straight up hopeless. <laughs> right? Yeah? Um, I, I think you add all the complication. By the way, I, I already feel like you guys are being a little awkward tonight. Can we just say that? Maybe you, Don't be like middle schoolers, all right? <laughs> just kidding. Um, you add all the, our own like, emotions and confusion and complication with dating, and then you add to that like outside pressure, right? Like we, I think that one of the first nights of this semester we talked about like questions that people may ask that produce worry and fear in your life. And I think one of those being like, hey, so what kind of relationship you're in, right? And like, 
do you have to ask that? Um, or you have the classic, I think about um, when I was in my, my senior year of high school and freshman year of college, I, I dated this girl kind of during that time period. And I remember the first time I went over to her house to take her out on a date. And I get over there, and her dad was a pastor, so I think he was just trying to mess with me. But he's like, hey, so Brandon, what are your plans? And so I'm like, well, we're going to meet this other couple, and we're going to uh, dinner at uh, TGIF. Do we have that in Lubbock? Anyways, this is, it's like an Applebee's kind of, so we're going there to dinner, and then we go see a movie, and he goes, no, no, Brandon, I mean, like, what are your plans for your life? And I was like, whoa, like, like dude, we're just going on one date, right? So again, I think we have this inner turmoil, and then you add to that, like, whether it be parental pressure or friend pressure or uh, whatever it may be, it, it makes things feel super, super complicated sometimes. You all with me? You all with me? Yeah, I need some response here, all right? I'm, I'm like not 100% healthy, I'm like 90%, so I need you to help me tonight, all right? Um, here's the goal of this short series. If nothing else, to hopefully just encourage you in this, the whole idea of dating, um, but also hopefully to provide a little clarity, because I really do believe, like thinking back to our title, it's really not that complicated. Uh, there's a book that I've pulled a lot of in, like, as a resource in the, uh, preparing for this series called, and by the way, I have yours in my office with your, anyways, um, by Ben Stewart uh, called Single, Dating, Engaged, Married, which is always super awkward trying to describe, like, say this title, because like, the book is called Single, Dating, Engaged, Married. You're like, what did you just say? But by Ben Stewart, incredible, incredible book. Where's Ryan? Yes, I finally read it, so I can recommend it without saying, I haven't actually read it, but I'm sure it's really good. I've been recommending this book for like a year and had not read it. So yeah, kind of awkward, I know. Um, but I have read it, and I'm telling you, really, really good book. And here's the cool thing. We have the resource table back there. Lauren was walking in earlier. She was like, it's like a small bookstore back there, which it really is. And here's the cool thing. I checked Amazon like an hour ago, and you can get this book on Amazon Prime for $11.99, or you can get it with us for $5. You know what I'm saying? I'm just, just okay, I'll preach. So incredible book. We only have a couple copies back there, like five or so, but we will order more because, um, again, I think you should all read this. Really, really, even if you're in a relationship, you should read this book. Really good stuff. Um, so I'll be pulling from this a lot. But, again, the goal is that hopefully we give you a little bit of, of clarity in what dating is. And what made me think of referencing this book a second ago is I agree with Ben Stewart. He mentions the book uh, that it seems like in, our, in this generation, dating has become so confused. so many different ideas on what it is. And here's the truth. The Bible, like you can't look in, your, uh, in the back of your Bible, like in your index, and like, oh, let me look up uh, the word dating. Like, dating is not in the Bible, right? It is a cultural thing now. But at the same time, the Bible is not against dating. And certainly, there are biblical principles that should impact our idea of dating. Y'all with me? And so tonight, we don't have like one particular passage we're going to look at, but we are going to look at several passages that, that should influence your idea of dating. So here's the first thing, and not yet, but here in a few minutes, we'll have a, I'll put a few different slides up on the screen. Um, but the first thing I want to cover, and this will just be real brief, but this first thing I want to cover tonight is, what is dating? Like, Come on, Brandon, I'm not an idiot. But really, I think it's a fair question, what is dating? Because people have, and let's just put this on the table, there's so many different ideas. Like you could say, we're going out, we're hanging out, whatever that means. Right? I hang out with my dog. Um, <laughs> I mean, Duval's getting lots of shout-outs tonight. Um, uh, you could say, like, we're, we're, help me out here, sorry, what did I just say? We're dating, we're going out, we're hanging out, we're talking, right? But you get like, I talk with my grandma, right? <laughs> like, like, what does that mean? Um, 
so many different ideas and definitions and ways to describe it. So what is dating? And I love the way, maybe don't try to write this down because I'm going to give you a more brief definition later. We won't go there yet, but let me read this. This is from uh, the book. Dating is not a status. Sorry, let me stop for a second. This is a, from a Christian perspective. So if you're here tonight, you're not a Christian. I'm super glad you're here. And I hope you'll listen to what we're talking about because I really do believe when you do things God's way, it always goes better for you. Um, but just realize this is from a Christian perspective. That said, dating is not a status to dwell in, but a process to move through. It is a series of actions meant to lead us to a particular end, discerning whether or not we are meant to marry a particular person. Dating exists for evaluation. And he continues, what are you evaluating? Another person. What are you looking to discern? To discern Whether or not you want to spend the rest of your life with this person. That's what you're trying to evaluate. Not like, do I really think she's cute? No, like, like no. do you want to spend the rest of your life with this person? And so I want to kind of unpack that a little bit. Not a status to dwell in. So it's not just, dating is not just like, this realm that you just hang in, hang out in with no end in sight. Like, like I think about Pam and Roy from the office, they were engaged for like four years or something ridiculous, right? Like, boo, is that what you just said? Boo, boo Roy. <laughs> um, thank you, Abby. <laughs> I wasn't sure what was happening there. <laughs> um, yeah, it's not a place to just hang out indefinitely with no purpose or goal, right? So if it's just like, yeah, we're dating, not really sure where it's going, that's not good, Okay. And by the way, if this, like, if you're in a relationship, let me say this to again, put it out on the table. So much I want to say, I'm sorry. If you're in a relationship, the goal is not to make you break up. I'm not like, who can we make break up in this series? Like, we're not against dating. And also, we're not trying to, like, play matchmaker, which I'm happy to if you need some help with that. But, um, but I do want you to, like, consider these things that are being said. So if you're in a relationship and it's just kind of this, eh, we're just no really goal, no, not sure where it's going, like, that's not healthy. That's not good, okay? Because it's not just a status to dwell in. Um, the idea that it's a process. So process would imply it's, there's incremental growth in stages. So it should be moving a direction, right? There should be uh, some, some momentum, you could say. But at the same time, because it's a process, it shouldn't be we're just going to jump in both feet and boom, let's go. Like, I always laugh because this happens for, I went to a Bible college, which just like multiplied exponentially. Like, no offense, again, I went to Bible college, but LCU, you might experience this to a degree. But it's like, you meet somebody, you're like, yeah, I've been dating for a week. It's getting pretty serious. And you're like, you've been dating a week. Like, what are you talking about? So, again, it's, it's not this, boom, we've been dating for a week, and now we're just going to get married. Like, it's a process of evaluation. It, it takes time. Um, particular end. Again, what is that particular end that you're ultimately the goal of dating like should lead you to? Marriage, yeah. So the particular end, the particular end is not friends with benefits, right? Like that's not what we're just trying to get to. Like of just if we can just kind of stay in this realm of having, and we're going to talk more about the how of dating and kind of the physical side uh, in a couple weeks. But it's, the end is not can we just have benefits? No, the ultimate goal is is marriage. Um, and then I love that he says, dating exists for evaluation. So while the Bible doesn't say anything about dating, it certainly says a lot about evaluation. And not like judging people. Don't judge me. No, not about judging people, but 
assessing someone's character and whether you should do life with them. The Bible talks a lot about that. And we're going to, when we get into the who of dating here in just a few minutes, uh, we're going to talk more and look that, about the idea of evaluation. That is so, so crucial. Um, so let me say this. I'm going to be very brief here. But I do think, because so talk about, talking about what is dating, I do think there are a few mindsets that if this is your mindset, I would just go ahead and tell you, submit to you, that your process of dating is already kind of doomed. <laughs> and like, this is not healthy. This is not good. So if you're going into dating with the mindset of, well, hey, you know what? Every el- everyone else is dating. So like, I think I want to date too. Like, well, why not do crack, right? Like, I just, I just said I wasn't going to make any more crack jokes when I preached, and here I am. Anyways, um, like, why, why, but seriously, right? Like, I really, one of my best friends, Brandon Cruz, he's our high school pastor's brother. I grew up with him, and he was a, he's a youth pastor, and he asked her, uh, this middle school girl started dating this boy, and she was, uh, so he asked her, he was like, why are you go, like, going out with this boy? And she said, well, why not? And he was like, his response to the sixth grade girl was, well, why not do crack? And I was like, maybe not the best way to handle that, Brandon, but. Maybe not the best way to respond to a sixth grader, but um, yeah, just because everyone else is doing it doesn't mean that you have to. And, and let me say this, because man, I feel like I'm just going to come close for a second. Not everyone is dating. I feel like I talk to so many of you <laughs> who are like, I just feel, I won't, sorry, I'm like making fun of people. <laughs> you express this, I just feel lonely and everyone else is, they're in a relationship. It is not true. Like, I'm not going to do this, but I would almost, like, bet money if right now, we're not going to do it, I don't want to embarrass anybody, but if right now we took a poll of who's dating, I would bet the majority of you are not dating. So don't feel like you have to do it, okay? Not everyone is dating. If you just date because everyone else is, it's probably not going to go well. Anyone can get a date. Don't set your standards that low, okay? Another bad mindset that shows that maybe you don't quite understand what dating is, is if your approach is, you know, I think if I was in a relationship, I would be a better me. Don't do it. <laughs> that's not going to go well either. Romans uh, 7, I think it's 24, says that Jesus is ultimately the one that's going to fix you. No other person besides Jesus can fix you, right? So here, I'm just going like, to warn you, if you go into a relationship hoping that person will fix you, it's actually going to end disastrously because they're broken too, and two broken people can't fix each other, Right? Bad reason to date. Um, another reason I think that this is probably more probable than maybe even that one is, and I think this makes sense. Uh, like it, I, I don't think it's weird that you feel this way or I, that I felt this way when I was your age. But it's easy to get in this mindset of, I think I'll just be happier if I can be in a relationship. I'm just going to, I'll be more content. Here's the reality. And we're not going to go into all that Philippians talks about and how misused Philippians 4.13 can be. But in that passage in Philippians 4.13, Paul makes it very clear the only place real, true, lasting contentment comes from is from who? It's from Jesus, right? So if you go into a relationship or want to get into a relationship hoping it'll make you happy and more content, it's always going to let you down. Here's what I would say. When has that ever worked for you? Like, if I could just get this, then I'll be happy. Like, I'll be honest. I I was telling David Max, I was laughing because like two years ago when we did a series on dating, I, I gave the example of how, it was, it was for something different, but I gave the example of how, like, my dream car was a Toyota 4Runner TRD Pro and how, like, it would make me so happy. And long story short, uh, a dream car may be a little extreme, but, like, it would be a really cool, like, realistic car to get. 
And um, when we found out we were having twins, I was like, Lauren, my truck's kind of small. I think I need a bigger car. And so and I don't know if you know, I have a Toyota 400 TRD Pro. And I'll be honest, I love it. It is so much fun. We have, we have a great time in it. Um, took the babies mudding in it when they were like two months old. <laughs> like all these parents on Facebook were like, why are you doing that with your children? I'm like, why are you on Facebook? Anyways, <laughs> um, amen, right? <laughs> people are like, I feel like older people are like, why aren't you on Facebook much? And I'm like, because you're on it. <laughs> Anyways, um, that's mean. Uh, but here's the deal. As much as it really is fun, when I compare my life now to before I had that forerunner, I'm not, I'm not happier. Right? Like it wasn't like I got that 400 and like, now my soul is content. <laughs> no. So how, how foolish to think, man, if I can just be in a relationship. And again, it, it does provide joy and there's a lot of good things in it, but it is foolish to think if I can just get in a relationship, then my life will be perfect. Then I'll be happy. It's just not true. It's just not real. Some of you, I've got to be quick here. <clears throat> Some of you may be on the totally opposite end of the spectrum. You kind of have this idea that, you know what, dating, it, you have such a high view of dating and that like, well, I'm only going to date the person that I marry, all that kind of stuff, that you're afraid to go on a date, like ever, or you're afraid to ever ask out a girl. And here's what I would say. If, because dating is not ultimate and because dating is about a process of evaluation and because God is good and trustworthy, like, I don't have to fret over that. Does that make sense? Like, let's just because it's not, it's not sin to go on a date. Like, just because you get in a relationship, relationship with somebody doesn't mean, let me rephrase that. Just because you like somebody doesn't mean you're committing idolatry, right? Like, I really like Lauren. Like, I like her a lot. <laughs> but I'm not committing idolatry, right? Without a doubt, God is here, and, and my love for her is, is second to him, right? So, again, what is dating? It, it's a process evaluation. And if we can put that... Um, Definition up on the, on the screen. Like I said, I wrote it a little bit shorter than it was in the book. Date, I think if you want to write this down, I think this is helpful. Put it in your phone, whatever. Dating is a process we move through to help us evaluate whether or not we will marry a person. So again, I think the, the, hopefully that pulls you, that kind of centers you a little bit. Maybe pulls you from the extreme of, oh, I'm just going to go on a date with whoever and just kind of have fun with it. Pulls you back to seeing it as a little more serious, but also... If you're on the super spiritual side of I'm never going to date because uh, I'm super holy and I, never, I like, want to make sure I never come out of idolatry, again, dating is just evaluation, getting to know a person. So maybe like, don't be scared to go on a date or say yes to a date. Y'all with me? Makes sense? So if we talk about what dating is, I think a natural like, next question from that um, is who should I date, Right? And again, to put you at ease, if you're in a relationship, my goal is not to break you up, okay? Um, so just put you at ease there. If I'm on, we can go just back to the main uh, sermon slide, Rylan. Thanks, buddy. Um, hey, but for real, can we tell Angel and Rylan, thank you for always, like, dominating back there? Appreciate you guys. Always killing it. Always killing it. I, I, think, I think the idea of who you should date is, like, the most tremendous, could be some of the most tremendous like aspect of your life stage, but it's also the most tormenting aspect of your life stage, right? Because when you think you have that connection, it's like, oh, this is amazing. 
right? But then when you have no clue who it's supposed to be, it's like, I freaking hate my life, right? Um, I would think of, and, and two, you can like, you can have such mixed emotions even in a short period of time. I think about one of my buddies in college. He, I think I've told some of y'all this story, but he saw a girl leading worship and he, was, he told me during the service, like, dude, that's my wife, man. She's beautiful. She's obviously godly. She's leading worship, right? I'm going to marry her. So he was like the whole service, like, dude, this is it, bro. And, and as soon as the service was over, he found out she was already married. He's like, I, I hate my life. So he went from one extreme of like, this is the one to, let's go eat some ice cream, man. This sucks. <laughs> like, I completely uh, fell. I was like, wouldn't it be nice if uh, God instilled this like uh, hot or cold tracker in us? So like, like walk in the room, all of a sudden like, the hot tracker goes off and you're like, getting warm. <laughs> I think how awkward it would be at church, you're like talking, like a dude's talking with his buddies, and all of a sudden his tracker goes off, he's like, shut up, shut up, shut up. Like, I gotta go see who this girl is, right? Like, like, let me track this girl down. I'm sure Apple's working on that for your watch right now, like some sort of hot or cold tracker. Here's the deal. <laughs> Thank you, Brittany, for laughing at that. <laughs> Here's the deal. Nothing like that exists, right? There is no hot or cold tracker, but let's, let's talk about some things that will maybe help us, help you with deciphering who you should date. <clears throat> First of all, let's just get rid of the myth of the one. Why? It's just not in the Bible. Now, I, let's argue this for a second. Because I do believe God is sovereign, he's in control, he knows everything. In that sense, like, is there one? Sure. But the Bible gives zero... <laughs> indication that you should live your life like you have to worry about the one. You with me? Y'all, I think I've seen so, and I was this way for a little bit, I've seen so many people freak out and stress over the one. And I think God is not trying to torment you. Like, he's not, it's not this game. Like, how, and how mean would that be? I know there's 7 billion people on the planet. You have to find that one other special person. Like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, that's so mean, right? We need to get rid of the idea of the one. And here's the problem with that too. The idea of the one implies that it's almost like this idea of like, I'm this little puzzle piece and somewhere in the world, there's this other little puzzle piece and that when our hot and cold trackers finally lead us to each other, we will complete each other. But again, what's the problem? You are both what? Broken. There, no other person than Jesus can complete you. So, Tonight, when you go home, just rest easy that you don't have to worry about the one. Now let's, now, let's be clear. When you stand wherever that is in the sand or in the uh, old cotton gin or on the stage in the church, and you make, say your vows for better, for worse, for richer, for poor, till death do us part, at that point, they are the what? The one. Yeah, you better believe I got one. She's right over there, right? Y'all with me? And here's the thing, too, I, I, I'm kind of belaboring this, but there's a guy that Lauren and I, man, had such an impact, especially on Lauren, but on me, too. And um, he, his whole life kind of held to the idea, he's, he's older than us by probably, I don't know, 15, 20 years, held to this idea of the one. And like 17 years into his marriage, told his wife, hey, I don't think you're the one. I think I messed up. You're not the one. So divorced his wife, left his three boys to go be with this other woman and felt like he was doing what God told him. I don't think I have to say anything else. Yeah, that's messed up, right? Like, 
I get mad thinking about it. Anyways, that's not godly. Okay, to get mad. Um, let go of the idea of the one. So, still a fair question is, what should I be looking for? How can, how can I evaluate of, of, of this is a good person to date? And with the idea of eventually getting married, potentially, as I evaluate them. A metaphor I heard all growing up, and, and, and Ben Stewart talks about in this book, um, is the idea of running. That what you want to do, by the way, this doesn't stop once you get in a relationship. <laughs> For the rest of your life as a believer, starting now and forever, you want to run towards Jesus, right? I want to run towards Jesus. And with the idea of dating, what I want to do as I'm running towards Jesus, I want to occasionally, it doesn't mean every second I'm obsessed with it, but I want to occasionally look around and see who's doing the same thing, right? And running the same direction. So let's be clear to kind of unpack that metaphor a little bit. When you go on a jog, you may encounter all kinds of people, but it doesn't mean they're running the same direction, right? Like you could, you could be running and you all of a sudden intersect paths with a girl. You're like, man, she, she, she cute. <laughs> she real cute. But then you realize, wait, when she's walking and she's headed to McDonald's. Like we're, <laughs> we're on different paths, right? Like I'm running this direction. She's walking and she's going somewhere I'm not going. So just because you cross paths with somebody doesn't mean that they're a good fit, right? I want to run towards Jesus keep my eyes on him, and every now and then look around and see who's doing the same thing. Now let's kind of unpack that a little bit further. So here's um, four questions I think you can ask as you're kind of thinking about who should I date. So Rylan, if you'll put that first one up for us. Is this person, <laughs> we got a typo there, pursing Jesus. <laughs> I have no idea what that means. <laughs> Is this person, um, sorry, uh, is this person pursuing, not pursing, is this person, sorry, I'm going to grab a chair. I'm not like 100% recovered. I'm feeling a little bit woozy up here. I'm going to grab a stool. Or like, I'm not shaking hands with him after church. Is this person pursuing Jesus? So we actually had several people, you, know, you guys could text in questions. You can still do that. You can text whenever you want. And if you have my number, I'll give it to you. Um, several people ask about Dating, dating believers. Sorry, can you date a non-Christian? What's the big deal? Let me say this, and then we'll get some scriptures. A person, fundamentally, a person who's pursuing Jesus and running after him, the way they view the world and their goals in life are going to be very, at the very least, but probably totally different than someone who's not pursuing Christ. And I'm going to unpack that a little bit more in a second. But here's... The truth, 2 Corinthians, excuse me, 6.14 says, do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. Yoked, this idea of, of partnering up, coming alongside, doing life with someone, working together, uh, being a companion together, heading the same direction, working on the same things together. If you're pursuing Jesus, you just can't do that with someone who's not pursuing Jesus. Does that make sense? 2 uh, Timothy 2.22 says, So flee youthful passions and pursue righteousness, love, and peace, along with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart. So here's, here's what I would say first. If, if you're saying, hey, I'm a Christian, but I want to date this person who's not a Christian, does it really matter? If you, I'm not trying to be a jerk. If you want to obey Scripture and do what God tells you to do, then you shouldn't date a non-Christian. You with me? Like, 
It's not like because Brandon said so. It's just, first of all, because like, you're, you're disobeying God. But beyond that, it just doesn't work, right? It's just not a good fit. So it's like if, um, if I'm, let's just, well, I'm, I'm married, so this, I can't use that example. But if you're, if you're going to, let's pick uh, Bob and give me a girl name. Sally? Shyla? Cheyenne, my bad. Okay, Bob and Cheyenne. I can't hear up here. Bob and Cheyenne. Bob is a Christian. Cheyenne is not a Christian. Um, it's like this. Bob wants to go uh, to Florida. Sorry, I'm saying this weird. Think about this. If, you're, if Bob and Cheyenne are handcuffed in the middle of Texas together, they're handcuffed together, because when you get married, you're like together, right? You're making a commitment. So they're handcuffed in the middle of Texas. Bob wants to go to Florida. Cheyenne, he wants to say Felicia, because I know Bob and Felicia anyways. But Cheyenne wants to go to California. At first, it might be kind of cute and kind of fun, like, ha-ha, stop it. Like, oh, no, let's go to Florida. No, let's go to California. Ha-ha. It's kind of flirty and kind of fun. But after a while, it's like, no, seriously, we need to go to Florida, right? Like, you can't go both ways at the same time. Being unequally yoked is like that. Because, again, as a Christian, you're, the way you view the world, the way you view your goals in life, the way you view your purpose in life, and the way you view what brings you pleasure in life is totally, should be totally different than that of someone who doesn't know Jesus. So again, it may be fun for a little bit, ha ha, cute and funny, but after a while, it's not funny because your lives are trying to go two totally different directions. You with me? So it's just beyond the fact that God tells you not to date a non-believer, not to like yoke up, not to get, yoke up, yoke up, not to get married to an unbeliever. Um, but beyond that, it's just, it's just not wise. Like it just, it just doesn't make sense, if I'm honest. Um, and I would say, if you feel like, man, but, but we just love doing life together, we get along so well, I would say either you've not taught, either you're already way too physical and it's clouding your, your vision, which happens, you haven't had deep conversations about the deeper things in life that you should be talking about as you're dating and evaluating each other, so you haven't ta- had talks about deeper things, or I'm, I'm not trying to be a jerk, but maybe like, maybe you, you don't know Jesus, because if your life is that much in sync with someone who doesn't know Jesus, maybe you don't get it yet. And, and I would, we would love to talk to you about how you can get it because we want you to know Jesus. <laughs> Are you with me? You with me? Okay. So someone who's pursuing Christ and let's say it this way, just to be clear, put it, on, again, put it out there. Anyone can, from a cultural Christian perspective, check off the box of, yeah, I'm a Christian right? Anyone can get a, a, a Bible verse tattoo. Like I have a whole sleeve right here. You haven't seen yet. I'm kidding. That would be really cool, but I don't. Um, anyone can get a Bible verse tattooed. Anyone can post on social media, hashtag blessed. Um, <laughs> anyone can like show up to church occasionally. That doesn't mean they're pursuing Jesus, right? Don't settle. I think about, I always laugh, I wish, man, Lauren's dad is amazing, such a godly guy, like the real deal. But we were laughing, we're watching like football or basketball with him. And if a, an, any athlete like does that and points up, he's like, oh, they must be a Christian. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> like, maybe not. But I think we do that with dating. Like if anyone just kind of like, what's up, God? We're like, oh, they're, yeah, they're a Christian. And I'm like, are you sure? Like maybe they're just like, God, thank you for making me so awesome. <laughs> like, like I don't know that just because they point up they're a Christian. 
But I think sometimes when it comes to dating, just because someone is cute or hot, whatever, we're like, oh, yeah, we're so eager to check off that box when the reality is they may not be really pursuing Jesus. Are you with me? So here's some quick ways to evaluate. And I would encourage you to write these verses down and look at them later. One is Psalm, P-S-A-L-M, Psalm, Psalm chapter 1. Blessed is the man who delights in the law of the Lord and meditates on it, what? Day and night. So you're, you're in a relationship or thinking about dating someone who says they're a Christian, but they never spend time in God's word. I, again, this, the point of this is not to, I feel like I'm saying very judgmental. But if they, if they say, yeah, I'm a Christian, and they never read the Bible, I, I don't know if they're really pursuing Jesus, right? And if, hey, if you're here tonight, you're like, man, I'm a Christian, I don't really read the Bible. Man, don't feel judged, just start reading the Bible. Like, I'm not trying to roast you. Um, but again, are they digging into God's word? Are they delighting in it? And it says that when, they del- when you delight in God's word, you're like a tree, what? Planted by streams of living water, right? So when someone is delighting in God's word and studying God's word and meditating on it, soaking it in, it begins to change their life. So it should be evident, right? So again, they can check off the, oh, I'm a Christian box really quickly. They never spend time with God's word. I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know if they're really pursuing Christ. Because again, I don't just want someone who is, quote, a Christian. I want someone who is pursuing Jesus. Um, another one, Proverbs 25, 24. Proverbs 25, 24. It is better to live in a corner of the housetop than in a house shared with a quarrelsome wife. So he's saying it's better to live in the corner of your roof than live with a wife. And you can flip it either way. But then to live with a wife who is always arguing and bickering with you. So let's think about this. Why would a dude marry a girl who he knows is really like snarky? Is that a word, snarky? Like, like bickering and fighting all the time? Why might, a, why might a dude marry a girl like that? Why would he be willing to like sacrifice? Oh, it's gonna, she, she may be difficult to live with because she's kind of bickering and arguing a lot. Why would a guy maybe do that? Don't be super spiritual. Because she's pretty, right? Dudes. Don't lie to me. Yeah, we've all been there, maybe. <laughs> like, I wish I could be there. <laughs> um, yeah, we've, yeah, you, and even that girls, yeah, you can flip it. I think girls sometimes like, well, he's kind of a jerk, but he looks good. Here's the, here's the funny thing about this proverb. I love this. Think about this proverb. So the dude that married the girl because she was like, just to use a quick, because she was hot, he knew she was kind of, kind of bickering, but she's hot. When they get married, the very thing that he married for because she was hot, he's not even get to experience. He's on the rooftop. You with me? Look, cute, cuteness, hotness, charm lasts for a little while, but it fades away. It fades away. And eventually, what's on the inside way outweighs what's on the outside. So if you date and eventually marry someone because of how they look, hey, I'm sorry, like David and I did hospital visits today and they were elderly people. And like, Elderly people aren't like, you're not like, wow, you're very attractive, right? Like, the older you get, you look rough, right? I'm, I'm being really, like, that's really mean. But that's just real. Lauren's like, that is mean. <laughs> I'm glad Lauren's back. She can, like, simmers me down. Um, oh, man, sorry. I'm like, thinks I need some more Tylenol up here. <laughs> Anyways, um, let's keep moving. I'm going to get in trouble. Uh, Proverbs 25, 28. Proverbs 25, 28. A man without self-control is like a city broken into and left without walls. Girls, is the guy you're dating or want to date, does he have self-control? If he doesn't have self-control, 
this is not a good sign. <laughs> Evaluate the situation. Proverbs 31, uh, man, an incredible passage about what a godly woman is like, but it ends with, uh, or kind of sort of towards the end, it says, um, charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting. So I was just talking about, so I wasn't being rude. I was being biblical. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> um, I'm going to get in so much trouble. Uh, charm is deceptive. Beauty is fleeting. But a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Dudes, that's what you're looking for. Now, the Bible is not against beauty. <laughs> and, and, and we're not against charm. But those things fade. And charm can be deceptive. Looking for a, you're looking for a woman. I've already found it. <laughs> you're looking for a woman who fears the Lord. I uh, think about Galatians 5, 16 through 24, uh, the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Who should you date? Again, that's Galatians 5, 16 through 24. You're looking for someone who exhibits those traits because that, those traits come from what? The fruit of the what? The Spirit. You can't fake that over a long time. You can fake it for an hour, you know. Again, that's why like, don't go on one date with a person and be like, they're the one. Anyone can fake it for an hour, right? Over time, can I see the fruit of the Spirit in their life? That's what I'm looking for. I want to evaluate that. Um, yes, I'm going to move on for the sake of time. Okay, uh, so are they pursuing Jesus? Let's go to the next question. Is this person pursuing, or we still got pursing? <laughs> is this person pursing <laughs> uh, Jesus at a similar pace as me? So here's the deal. Um, if you're going on a jog, uh, you want to, to run with someone who's running, going to run about the same speed. Otherwise, it, it's, you're going to end up in different places at different times, right? And it can be frustrating. If you're wanting to run really fast, and they're, you're having to wait on them, like, come on. Or if you're wanting to go slow like myself and they're running really fast, you're like, you jerk, you left me, right? Um, are they pursuing Jesus at a similar pace? So here's a, another way you could ask that. Um, if you're thinking about dating someone, you're in a relationship, are we pursuing Jesus with similar, in, similar intensity? So I think you can be at different places in your relationship with Christ. Maybe they got saved way, way uh, sooner than you or you, vice versa, whatever. But if you, if you are pursuing Jesus at a similar pace, I think you're going to be okay. Does that make sense? Uh, let's go to the next question. The next thing. Is this person on a similar path as me? We got rid of the word person. That's awesome. <laughs> Is this person on a similar path as me? So here's the deal. Both of you are, you're running towards Jesus. You're both pursuing him at a similar pace, right, with similar intensity. But there are different paths you could take, right? So just to be real quick and, and uh, quick and clear, hopefully, if, if your path, as you're pursuing Jesus, you feel like the path he's leading you on is, let's go a little extreme here, to be a foreign missionary, you feel very confident and very passionate and feel a very clear call, like, man, God's calling me to, to live overseas for him. But the person you're dating is like, and there's nothing wrong with this at all, like for this person to feel this way. But the person you're dating is like, Hey, look, honey, Texas for life, right? They want us to be like, I don't care as long as we can fly the Texas flag in the yard, right? Like, like if that's them, <laughs> you're probably on different paths, right? And just like, I'm not trying to be, like, I can't really point to the Bible for this, but just logically, that's not going to work, right? Like, I don't know many relationships where it's like, 
yeah, you know, my spouse, I live in, in Iraq and I'm here in Texas and things are going really well. Like, I mean, in a military relationship for a little bit of time, yeah, but not for like forever, right? So are you on a similar path? And the next one I want to ask is, do we have good chemistry? <laughs> so simple things like, do you like talking to each other, <laughs> right? Do you have fun together? And let me say this. When you start getting physical, it confuses this real quick. Because here's the deal. When you're being physical, you feel like you got good chemistry. And actually, biologically speaking, there's some chemistry going on, right? You with me? I won't, I'm not going to get weird, I promise. <laughs> um, you, you're creating chemistry. So here, one of the things, I'll talk about this more in a second. One of the things I loved about Lauren and I being long distance is it forced us to see if we had real chemistry and not just physical chemistry? You with me? So do you enjoy spending time together? Do you actually like hanging out with them? Here's the deal. I think you can get to know that just by hanging out in group settings, not just going on dates, right? You, you, can, you can be with somebody around them and kind of figure, figure out if there's some chemistry. And let me say this too, just to be clear. Dating someone that God wants you to doesn't mean, like I remember Lauren's kind of, I don't feel like I'm exaggerating this. She can tell you later if I am. But I think she would say that there was a, maybe a brief time in her life where she felt like um, if she did things God's way, that he was going to have her marry someone who was 200 pounds overweight, who went bald at age five, um, who, who only spoke in the original biblical languages and preferred to prayer walk over watch college football on Saturdays. Like, I think she was afraid, like, if I do things God's way, that's what I'm going to end up with. Like, that's just what it's going to be. And I'm not saying, like, boy, does she get a catch. But the, point is, <laughs> but the point is, God is not trying to make you miserable. I think as Christians, we can, you can get afraid at your life stage. You can get afraid of, like, if I'm just patient, do things God's way, he's going to put me with some, like, some loser. Like, no! God is not against, he's not against your happiness. I don't think his primary goal is, is that you be happy, but he, he, he loves you. He's a good dad, okay? And he, he, he wants you to enjoy life. So it's not wrong to date someone who you find attractive. Like I would say, if you don't find them attractive, then you should break up. But that's just weird, right? Like, gosh, I can't stand it when they try to hold my hand. It's so disgusting. <laughs> like, like, don't, yeah, that's bad. That's, that's don't do that. <laughs> um, okay, uh, man. I, hate, I know I shouldn't say this, but I, I'm over time a little bit, so I'm going to try to be very simple and really quick right here, okay? I'm sorry. I feel like I'm, JT and I talked about this. I hate it when I run through things too fast, but I feel like I'm going to have to do this. But I think hopefully you can, this will still be helpful. One last question I want to give you, if we're going to put that up. Would this person compliment who God has made me to be, and would they be a good lifelong companion? Would this person compliment who God has made me to be, and would they be a good lifelong companion? Compliment, not complete. Not, they make me whole. Again, only one person can do that, and his name is? Now, girls, if you made a dude named Jesus, don't be confused, right? Like, you're like Brandon said you existed. Um, <laughs> do they compliment who God has made me to be? And would they be a good lifelong companion? Companion, think companion, not consumers. Let me say this, and I'm getting this from the book. 
The danger in making a list of who you want to date and potentially marry, the danger is that you, you end up treating it like you're ordering a hamburger. <laughs> like, I want some fresh jalapenos. I want some cheese. I want double meat. Like, when you do that, when you try to custom order a person, the problem is they probably don't exist. <laughs> and beyond that, you're, gonna, you're, gonna, you're setting yourself up for extreme disappointment. <laughs> because even you really probably don't know what's best for you. God does. So I'm not looking for this. I want to avoid this consumer idea. And when I think, who's, who's a good, who would be a good lifelong companion? I'll say this, and this will not bother her one bit. Lauren is not perfect. We were, we were joking earlier. She's pretty close. <laughs> She's not perfect, but dang, is she a good companion. She, oh, <laughs> she, she doesn't complete me, but man, she compliments me. Absolutely. And at times, does it feel like she completes me? Yeah, of course, right? Like, like we're romantic. It's not like it's like this like cold love, like we just push through it. No, like, <laughs> no, absolutely. It, there, sometimes it feels like she completes me. But in reality, um, I think about that, that uh, Ben Rector song, because uh, I think it's so uh, contrary to so many songs you're on the radio are about um, like this idea of this perfect love and all these emotions, everything's perfect. And Ben Rector has this song. It's very simple sounding. The feel of the song sounds like the words. And he says, I like you. I like you even when I don't try to. I like you. <laughs> and I think that is a more realistic idea of what relationships, a godly relationship is like. Not this, you complete me, we're perfect forever. Because there's times where it's like, you know what, like we're gonna have to talk about this because we're having a disagreement or whatever. But I still like you a lot. You with me? Compliment, not complete. Companion, not consumer. Maybe you say, Brandon, I hear you, but I feel like if I wait on this, it's going to take forever, and I'm going to be the creepy cat lady, or <laughs> I'm going to be 42 living in my parents' basement, and I don't want that to be me. <laughs> um, I love what Matt Chandler says. Your loneliness now is monumentally better than your loneliness in a bad marriage. So what's the application? Be patient. Guys, do not damage a daughter of the king because you're kind of lonely. As a new dad, I got chills just thinking about what I'm about to say. I don't think it's the flu either. <laughs> Dads are a little protective of their daughters. Don't mess with the king's daughter just because you're lonely. Like, I already had this feeling of like, and I don't think I've ever felt this before, but I'm really like, I would kill someone if they mess with my girl. I wouldn't even give it a second thought. I'm not trying to creep you out, but like, I would. Like, I'm a little dude, but I don't care, bro. Like, I will go down fighting. I'll pull out both my shotguns, one for each arm. Like, I'm not scared. <laughs> I'm, I'm chasing a rabbit, sorry. <laughs> um, girls, don't let your heart get broken or don't let a hairy-legged boy take something from you because you're lonely. Be patient or non-hairy-legged boy. <laughs> <laughs> girls, be, be patient. Trust your dad. He will bring it in good time. Run towards Jesus Keep your eyes on him and be patient. And every now and then, 
look around for someone who's doing the same. And, you know, he may surprise you. <clears throat> I think about when Lauren and I met. Or let me back up. I mentioned I dated this, the same girl kind of senior year of high school, freshman year of college. Um, and we, when we broke up, I remember I was so irritated. My dad told me over the phone. I was away at college. He said, you know, Brandon, it just means that God ha- has someone better for you. And I was like, oh, how could you say that, right? I didn't say that. But in my head, I'm like, Dad, what a jerk, right? Like, this was the best thing ever. And I was telling the team this morning, I remember after probably even the first date of dating Lauren, like uh, the first time we hung out, I was like, my dad was right. <laughs> he was right. And it was funny, when we met the timing was so terrible. Like, I just graduated college. I was, I was going to be home for a week. <coughs> Excuse me. I was going to go up to South Carolina to work at South Carolina, Carolina Tate, where that came from. Anyways, um, uh, went to South Carolina to work at a camp. Then I was moving to Texas to, to go to school and going to be out here for three years. And I didn't know I ended up in Lubbock. Um, the timing and logistics made no sense. But we met, and it was a total God thing. And it's funny. We dated four years long distance, and not just like, oh, a couple hours away, like Florida, East Coast, Florida, like on the beach, Florida, and Fort Worth, Texas, so slightly distant. <laughs> and um, you know what? If I'm being straight up with you, especially compared to previous relationships I was in, I think she would maybe say with her the same thing. It really was pretty simple. It wasn't that complicated, and here's why. I think our mindset was what we talked about tonight. I'm looking for her to complete me. I'm looking for her to compliment me. Not like compliment, again, like, oh, you're so good, Brandon. Like compliment, like, does she, does she help make me better? Does she make me want to pursue Christ? And is she a good companion? And, and more than that, as we were dating, it was evaluation of, man, is she pursuing Jesus? Are we on the same path? Are we running the same pace? Do we have good chemistry? And as we looked, we evaluated each other and didn't get too physical, which we'll talk more about that next week, um, it just worked, if I'm honest. Like, it was, it was simple. So here's what I want to say. Dating can be complicated, but if you apply biblical principles, it's not that complicated. And man, I don't know where you're at. And I don't want to set it up as we have this perfect relationship, but I want you to have a similar thing to experience that it's not that complicated. In a second, she's going to come up. We're going to do a very, very quick because I ate up some time here uh, talking, but we're going to answer two questions that y'all sent in. I want her to be able to speak to them some, um, and then we'll go to connect groups, uh, and we'll still dismiss at the same time as we always do, so don't, don't freak out if you have a test to study for or whatever. But before, we, before she comes up, can I just pray for y'all? Um, as your pastor, I want to pray that it's kind of God's blessing over the who of dating. <laughs> God, thanks for the gift of relationships, and not just dating relationships, just friendships. And thank you that you did create marriage. This is marriage is your idea. Love, romantic feelings are your idea. So God, help us to know that you're not against dating, you're not against love, you're not against those exciting emotions. And Lord, I pray that you would help each and every person in this room to realize that when they do things your way and not the world's way, that it really is not that complicated. 
And God, they would be patient. I know, gosh, I remember. I know that it's so easy to be impatient and feel like you're never going to meet that person. Um, so I'll give them patience. Help them to trust that you're good and you'll bring the right person along at the right time. And God, gosh, I pray that in the meantime, if they're not dating right now, that you continue to mold them in the person, into the person you want them to be. So that when the time comes where they're, they're ready and they're um, not a half totally jacked up person, but God, that they're a person that is whole and complete in you. And God, I pray that um, over the next few weeks as we talk about this stuff, that they would just be encouraged, they'd be strengthened, um, and maybe challenged. God, that they would consider their own relationships or their past relationships and what, different, what changes they need to make. And maybe they've been way too lax in who they date, God. I pray they would raise the bar um, and realize that they don't have to settle, but that you have someone awesome out there for them. Um, they'll just continue to seek you and trust you. God, we love you, and I pray that you would just bless our conversations the rest of the night. Shall we pray? Amen. So, switching gears here a little bit. Everybody say hello, Lauren. Um, we're just going to briefly look at two questions that you all asked. And so if we can put the first one up there. I love this one. This is kind of fun. Uh, I think we have. Yep. Q&A. Can the girl make the first move? Ow, ow. <laughs> um... Kind of a fun question. We'll be, we'll be brief, but you want to speak to it first? I turned you on. <laughs> Sorry. Did you? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I realize my parents listen to this podcast. This is weird. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon's never lacked uh, humility. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, I forgot the question. Oh, can the girl make the first move? So does the Bible say anything specifically about that? No. So here's just two thoughts on maybe why that's not the best idea. So I do believe the Bible speaks that ultimately uh, more in a marriage relationship that the guy is supposed to be the leader. So... As a girl, if you make the first move, you're not giving that guy the opportunity to eventually be the leader. And so the second thing is, if he's not making a move, it might be that he doesn't like you, and which is kind of harsh. <laughs> but um, what I've learned over the years is, so guys and girls both, right? Some people are super extroverted, don't meet a stranger, could talk to anyone. Some people are super introverted. <laughs> Their worst fear is to be called out in like a group of three people. And so I've known guys that are both super extroverted, super introverted. The most introverted guys that I've ever known, when they saw a girl that they really liked, nothing held them back. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I think sometimes, well, okay, so I had, I had, um, I grew up with these two guys, Michael and Nathan, and Nathan and I were a little more on the same page, a little more extroverted. Michael, like, wouldn't talk to anybody. And so Nathan and I, all through middle school and high school, were like, Michael's never going to find a wife. He's just never. We're going we're gonna to have to do this for him. So, like, we would be places, and we'd be like, hey, Michael, this is so-and-so. And Michael would just stand there. And I'd be like, he's going to be lonely. I'm trying to help him. Nathan and I are trying to help him. And then all of a sudden, Michael met. And Michael and I went to the same college. Same thing. I'd be like, hey, Michael. And nothing. All of a sudden, he met this girl named Emily. 
and they came over to our house one night and they literally like wouldn't stop touching. Like Michael was just like petting her. And I was like, oh my gosh, like Michael found a girl he liked. And sure enough, Michael and Emily got married. And so, you know, sometimes if you, if you like a guy and there's nothing going on, it might be that he doesn't like you romantically. Uh, now I will say, I don't think there's anything wrong with letting him know that you like him. I don't mean like being a weirdo about it, but uh, <laughs> it's cool to like talk to him, be friendly to him, because sometimes guys appreciate a little sign like that. You know, it's scary. Sometimes they're a little slow, right? <laughs> Need some hints occasionally. So. Yeah, no, that's good. Yeah, I, I was gonna say yeah, same thing. I think guys like give me a little head nod that if you're kind of maybe interested in a girl, you would appreciate her like recipro- reciprocating a little bit, right? Like, like don't play the game, right? Um, we're stupid, and we need you to help us. I mean, I used to need your help. Anyways, uh, sorry. You know, they need your help. Um, and I would say this, too. Um, where'd it go? Sorry. Oh, I, I think most guys would say, just the last thing I'll say on this question, most guys want to be the one pursuing. So I think most of the case, most of the time, uh, if a girl starts to kind of pursue a guy, it can be even weird. I remember in college, I was kind of talking with this girl and she randomly like started like <laughs> that sounds kind of creepy but started leaving like cards and little snacks like at my dorm and immediately I was like nah because <laughs> it was like ho hold up right um so I think in general again the guys don't mind like hey realizing that maybe there's an open door here to pursue something but but don't become the pursuer typically I think but that's how guys are wired. Guys, is that fair to say, typically? If there's one guy that's like, no, please pursue me, then, then let's talk. <laughs> um, okay, uh, the second question is, um, and I think, a great question because this is reality. What should you do when you, when you get friend-zoned after a few weeks of what appeared to be flirting? Anybody ever been there before? Don't raise your hand. You're like, yeah, that just happened. Um, yeah, that, that, that can definitely happen. That's a real thing. Um, Do you want to speak to this first? Sure. Go for it. So that sucks, right? Uh, (laughs) But what I would say is uh, the guys that I knew, so there were some guys in college that we would talk, and they would maybe ask me to dinner and be flirty, and then it'd be like weeks would go by, and I'd never hear from them, and I was always like, hmm, what's going on? I thought they liked me. And it was just really, uh, it like pulls you emotionally, and it's kind of hurtful. And then... There were other guys, especially when I met Brandon, that he just from the beginning was very clear. Oh, wait, you didn't friend zone me, though. <laughs> Not a good example. <laughs> That's right. Um, <laughs> I did. You just kept pursuing okay, me. Okay, sorry. So <laughs> <laughs> delete that part. Uh, so it's frustrating when there's not, like, clear, like, a clear ending or clear communication. Mm. So when you do get friend zoned, uh, I think ultimately – And this is going to sound when I like, if you're in this, you're like, you don't know what I'm talking about. But ultimately, it's a good thing because a guy has been clear with you and then you can have closure and move on. Mm -hmm. So I had I had two guys I'm thinking of. One, I really liked him, thought he was great. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Hey. (laughs) I'm going to give your college nickname. (laughs) Someone was known as Heartbreaker Hayes. So. (laughs) He should not, true. should not be talking. Um, so one guy I really liked, and after a while he just said, hey, this has been great, but I can't, like, we can't keep hanging out because I'm not, I'm not going to date you. 
And, like, that was, like, I cried that night. But ultimately, like, the next morning I was like, all right, I'm going to move on. And, you know, then on the opposite, I had a guy that I knew he liked me. And actually I had just met Brandon and he found out. And he came and he said, hey, I like you. I might should have told you sooner, but would you be interested in dating me? And I said, hey, uh, you know what? I actually really like this guy. I appreciate you telling me that, but I would like to still be friends. <laughs> and uh, both of those guys, like Brandon and I, were at their weddings. So, like, there was clear com communication. One, he ended it with me. The other, I said, not interested. But, like, we were able to move on and still be friends. So mm -hmm. I think <clears throat> ultimately being friend zones is a good thing because you have clear, clear communication. Yeah, and obviously if somebody could be a tool about it, be a jerk, that's a different thing. But overall, yeah, because dating is about evaluation, like so the whole joke about Heartbreaker Hayes, it, it was like my name for real, but it was kind of a joke. <laughs> but, uh, but, here, but here's what happened. I had that mindset of like, hey, I'm going to kind of talk to the girl, get to know her a little bit. And if after some evaluation, don't see it going anywhere, I'm going to have clear communication. And it's funny now, but uh, the kind of three or four girls that, that happened with that, after a few weeks, I was, I remember when Lauren and I, after we had dated for like two or three weeks, the couple that set us up called me, and they were like, you still like her? And I was like, yeah. And it was like, dude, you made it past the two-week point. <laughs> but, um, but uh, and those couple of girls that we had kind of talked for a few weeks, and then, um, and it really like, didn't see it going anywhere. Initially, there was some frustration. I mean, one girl really was, she like, I remember, that's a whole other random story, but I remember one night she was like, well, guess you lived up to your name, Heartbreaker Hayes. But like, like, so there was some true, genuine, like, frustration. But honestly, those, uh, one girl actually came, um, she, like, two weeks later came to me and said, hey, I actually really appreciate you just being straight up, being honest with me. And the other two girls who that kind of happened with, um, very soon, like, they were like, hey, you know what? not a big deal. And yeah, I'm glad that you told me then and didn't drag this out for months and like play with my heart, right? So actually, I wasn't heartbreaker haze. Um, but so, but the point is, be clear, have good communication. And if you get friend zone, it does suck. But again, appreciate that they're not dragging it out over months and months and months. And if they did do that, then, then tell us and we'll beat them up. Um, hey, I think, I think we've kind of, yeah, we've kind of answered that. I want to say this again. Please ask some questions. In a couple of weeks, we're going to have a panel where we like, take the whole night to like, do a QA. and a It'll be really fun. Maybe even do some live questions. So please, 806-773-9008. Uh, That's my number, 806-773-9008. Don't hesitate to text me questions you might have, and we'll try to answer them. Um, it's 920, so we're about 10 minutes past when we normally go to connect groups. But again, I think it'll, it'll be cool to go to connect groups. So we have about 20 minutes to, for connect groups to go and kind of discuss and talk. And it's going to be fun. Lighthearted. The first question is, uh, share your best make-out experience. Totally kidding. That is not the question. <laughs> totally kidding. That would be super terrible and awkward. Um, but hey, let me say this. In your connect groups, man, have some fun, laugh together, talk together, and we'll see you in a little bit. Love you all. You're dismissed to connect groups. listening to The Journey Podcast. You can learn more about The Journey by checking us out on Instagram or Facebook. Just search for at The Journey LBK.